Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, I'm Tom Link. Please open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situationships and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in, in quarantine, quarantine, we do whatever, do whatever we, want. we want to do. That is the truth. 2021, baby. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Fuck everything. 2021. Andrew, no. Oh, Andy. 12 days till Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh. 12 days till Valentine's Day. I got you a COVID vaccine. Oh my Valentine's God. Day. Wow. Okay. I better step it up. I better step it up. I Well, I didn't get it legally. Oh, okay. Well, then no. I, I won't uh, be taking that. Well, it's not a, a, a bad one. I just beat someone up. Someone was getting their COVID vaccine and I beat up the, uh, I beat up the person and took it. Okay. That checks out. So it's a valid COVID vaccine. It's just, it's, you know, I didn't get you like a black market COVID vaccine that's actually just like LSD and apple juice. I don't know how you could beat someone up to take their vaccine and have that vaccine be something I can take. Like, because what I imagine is you push that person out of the way as they were seated 
Yeah. And then you wrestle the you wrestle the hypodermic needle out of the nurse's arm. I mug them after they got out of the out of the uh, the doctor's office, and then I uh, un I pulled out the I oh you sucked the vaccine out of their arm. <laughs> yes, in the parking lot. Yeah, if you do it real quick, you can get the vaccine. You can before. get it all there. Right, right, right. And just any other bloodborne illness they have. So that's oh a fun little that's a gift that keeps on giving thank oh you boy. baby we're delirious here <laughs> in the beck paragon house we're not really delirious i think we're doing i'm good. sorry let me speak for myself i'm delirious after a week of dizziness and no sleep well i'm on cloud nine <laughs> that's excessive. speaking of which uh superstores last season airing now um today's episode is so fun it's so wonderful i feel like this episode was literally like i made a new friend I, like, I really, you literally did make a new friend. I did. I did. It really popped up. You guys, you have already heard his dulcet tones. Today, we are answering relationship questions and getting to know actor Tom Lank. Andrew and I fell in love with Tom. I'm Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Okay? So I've known him for many years in my mind. But you may also have seen him on Witches of East End. And he is going to be in the upcoming movie, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. And he and Felicia Day are co-hosting a podcast called Undressing Bridgerton, which is exactly what you think it is. It's about the TV show Bridgerton, which when we recorded this episode, Tom was deeply falling in love with. Yeah. So that was very, very exciting. Um, Hey, Naomi, speaking of uh, Valentine's Day coming up. What? uh, You know what we have that might make the perfect Valentine's Day gift? Oh, my God. Yes. T-shirts. Specifically. Jubu t-shirts. Jubu t-shirts are perfect for Valentine's Day. If you have a Jubu, if you know a Jubu, if you are a Jubu, the the tees are soft. You've got two different designs, blue and white, blue and silver. Henny, it's fun. It's funky, fresh, and you can get it without risking the cocoa. So if you maybe want to get one of those, go to our link tree. Go to our links on Instagram or or Twitter, and it will have a link to compressmerch.com, and that's where you can get our T-shirts. And while you're there, if you wanted to, there's a Couples Therapy Quarantine Crew T-shirts. Well, honey, the group is going strong. You better come join group, because we are popping off, okay? I've been trying different wigs. (laughs) I'm bringing different wigs to group and just getting feedback. Yeah. Get your T-shirt and show up 2 p.m., PST on Wednesday. Yes, we're back to our regular time, okay? Yeah. 2 p.m. PST. It's a beautiful hour. We come together. We come together. I designed a brand new look to the show. If you like vaporware, is that what it's called? What's vaporware? Um, What's vaporware? It's not enough. We don't have enough time to explain it. I don't know it well enough. Oh, good God. It's an aesthetic. Oh, gross. Like Chill Wave is an aesthetic, right? Oh, God. Um, so, <laughs> uh, 2 p.m. PST, twitch.tv slash couples therapy pod. If and you it's like free. To have fun. Yeah, it's free. Hey, it's yeah. Free. And it's free. That was so you you were- don't have to do anything, okay? I don't want to hear it. You don't have to do anything. You just go to the website and it's happening. You were so accusatory. It was like, you, it's free. In your mind, someone said to you, like, uh, yeah, but I ain't paying for that. It's free. Exactly. That's what I was doing. I'm sorry. That was very shrill. You guys, I'm really like burpy. Shrill. Season three. Aaron Stop soon promoting other Hulu. television shows. Stop promoting other television shows. You said you were burpy? I was burpy, y'all. I had eggy pasta. Pasta with eggs and parmesan. 
for lunch. And honestly, I ate at 11 a.m. Why did I make that at one? That was rude. That was rude. That to was rude to, to your body. It was rude to my body. And my stomach is like, I don't know her. It's basically what my stomach is saying to the rest of me. And it hurts. But I also understand it. But do you know what your stomach does know? What? How great Tom is. Who don't I know it? Roll it. So, Tom, you know, we're all doing our best every day <laughs> in life. Don't you think? We're yeah. all doing our best. Qu- yeah. uh, uh, clarify that. Uh, <laughs> the we, who's the we? Uh, who is the, what is the best? Uh, do you mean in the pandemic or do you mean just in ge- like? Well, I mean, certainly in the pandemic. Existential. Hun- well, existentially, I'm doing my best. But I think in the <laughs> pandemic, honey, we're all, how do we hang it in? We're hanging in, which is why it- I feel like the question, how are you, is like a little dumb. Oh, it's a night. It's like, um, th- my answer is, hmm, uh, <laughs> I, I, a shrug emoji. I feel, I've said this before, but I feel like in some ways I accidentally manifested bringing the rest of the world down to where I was at for the <laughs> pandemic. So I apologize to everyone. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was just like, what, what's happening? Am I ever going to work again? What is life? Where do I yeah. live? What's happening? And then, uh, and now everyone's in that place. So <laughs> I mean, great for me. It sucks for everyone. Um, but you know, <laughs> It's just a good lesson in uh, prior to the, the to quarantine, like compare despair, um, yes. and and now uh, now the the play the the field, the playing field is leveled. I guess yeah. I don't know. So you monkey you monkeys pawed it. Into, <laughs> like, you were like, I'd like to be uplifted. I'd I'd like the world and I to be on an equilibrium, and yeah. instead <laughs> of you being lifted to. By the way, whatever state you were in, I'm sure was better than the world in general. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I just like the, you know, as an uh, as an actor, and I've been doing this for about 20 years, and you know, the, the ups and downs of like, oh, I had a great year, I had a bad year. Like, will I ever work again? Mm-hmm. Do I know how to act? What is acting? Can I say words and make faces anymore? Is that a thing? <laughs> will I? You know. Uh, and so that sort of uncertainty, and I've tried to get myself over the years accustomed to that, you know, the ups and downs so that it doesn't stress me out. And now to see everyone else that is not, doesn't have like, you know, the, the gig life uh, or, you know, what is that? Is that what that, what's called? Gig life? I uh, call it the hustle, honey. They're the not hustle. on the hustle. <laughs> or, you know, the, you know, people who... Um, don't have regular nine to five jobs and, and are independent contractors, et cetera. Yes. Uh, so I feel like now everyone has job is feeling the job insecurity, et cetera. Um, and so in some ways I was very prepared for this moment mm-hmm. in time because yeah. I've been, I've mentally just been <laughs> there at all times, just, high, <laughs> just a, a, just a nice high frequency of anxiety at all times. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right Tom, I just woke up. 30 minutes before we had to get together yeah! because that's how I handle anxiety. For the I listener, lay down. For the listener, we're taping this in the afternoon. <laughs> At 2 p.m. Yes. Okay, here, can we be best friends? Because I have been staying up till four in the morning every, like, 
it started at one, then to yep. two, then to three. And so I think I'm going to cycle back. Like I'm on London time right now. And I'm going to cycle <laughs> back around to Pacific Standard Time at some point. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like I'm on a 30 hour day. So it's just sort of <laughs> rotating. And like, I'm going to have a leap year at some point And yep. then like, yep. back yep. up. I, I, I've been sleeping. If so, if I, you know, if I sleep, if I stay up till four, I am yeah. sleeping till two o'clock sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I feel horrible about it i wake <laughs> up feeling guilt and shame every time i do it but i can't stop doing it wait I... wait wait can i poke the guilt and shame part because that's, yeah that's the uh that's the frequency i resonate on <laughs> so is it <laughs> is that like a general guilt shame um uh skeleton living inside your body <laughs> or oh, oh for sure i mean I'm, I'm sure i'm sure my therapist would tell you it it's like that's your inner homophobia in your childhood <laughs> self dealing with uh you know the shame and and secrecy from your past you know you carry that through your life but also i think um my my mom wouldn't really like we weren't really allowed to we could sleep in on a saturday but like if 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 yeah. it was past 11 my mom was like knock 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 wake up you're wasting the day so i do have um i do have guilt and shame about like sleeping while the you know, while there's daylight, but I couldn't stop watching Bridgerton last night and I just had to keep watching it. <laughs> okay. I hear Bridgerton. Okay. Cause I, someone was literally messaging me about that yesterday. So it's Shonda Rhimes and apparently oh. the, the men are, I heard quote, grotesquely hot. The men are grot- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when you say grotesquely hot. So hot, it's upsetting, is what I was told. <laughs> it hurt, it'll, it, it, the whole show hurts my feelings. Um, what you should know about me is that I'm, I'm not watching American shows during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I have been, I immerse myself in Korean dramas, and just anything, uh, just like UK, any like European crime dramas. Yes, I'm obsessed with. I've, I've watched them all like at Vera, an old lady in a trench coat and a bucket hat who solves crimes in Northern England. Yes. Sign me up for 12 seasons. Like I'm officially watching the pro- programs that my mom watches now. Um, yeah. Have you tried Lovejoy? I have not. No. Well, this is the thing. Last night we were looking cause I was like, I need something gentle, but I love, but I like, you know, I, I like knowing that the crime will be solved. Right. And so Andy was like, let's do Lovejoy. But yeah. then it's, it's like- Ian McShane from Deadwood. Uh, as a rakish antiques dealer, an antiques dealer, the oh. James Bond of antiques. Yeah, because I've got I've got my Brit Box subscription. See, you have my, it. See, I need to and get my one of Acorn those. subscription I need on uh, Amazon Prime. That I'm <laughs> and then I just I canceled Acorn and I've moved over to PBS yes. Masterpiece for a little while because I needed some. You can some watch old... Lovejoy on that. That's what you watch Lovejoy. That's the thing. I need PBS and or it's, Acorn. It's, it's square and grainy because it's from the '90s. Um, <laughs> I. I don't know what it is like the okay have you watched Poldark no tell me that what's that okay it's like like if you if you enjoy Bridgerton then you're gonna enjoy it's just like like period dramas like on pier waist uh (laughs) men in pirate shirts that take their shirts off and that this one takes place in Cornwall and there's copper mines and he's constantly oh my god anyway I don't know (laughs) Okay, I do know why I watch these sh- these oldie timey shows, European things, etc. It's because uh, 
I don't have to be jealous of it because I'll never be on it because I, <laughs> you live here. You live here. Oh, yep. Yep. That's real. So I'm not. So I'm not constantly like picking it apart and analyzing it and be like, oh, I should have played that part, or you know, oh, the the writing is terrible. It's like I know it's terrible. It's like it's a Jane Austen. I just watched. Uh, how come all their shows end in ton? Like Downton, Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's the one I just watched? There was posters for it. Also ended in a ton. Anyway, wonton. I uh, <laughs> what? Wonton. It's wonton. What Sorry. Wonton. wonton. Sorry. Wonton. Sorry. It's a different kind. Ooh, of period. wonton. Oh. Wonton. It's <laughs> a. Uh, it's like a period. Like it takes place during the Boxer Rebellion. A Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. in in China. So oh, the, during the British, I thought during it was the Chinese British, restaurant in England. No, no, no. Well, good, but I, I say during the the uh, was it 1898, the Boxer Rebellion. Uh, sure, I'm really reaching back. So anyway, I'm pitching this now. <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it. Well, look, the and okay. So the reason I'm in, other than I don't have to be jealous of it, um, is that I, it feels like you're traveling in a way. Like you get to see yes. these like lush countrysides and then on the other side on on all the korean dramas i've been watching like it's so cool to immerse yourself in another culture i started cooking because of these korean dramas really are you making my korean friend, food yeah i've started making korean food my friend he, uh, that i'm house sitting for she's korean and my dad of all people watched this show crash landing on you on netflix and which is a korean drama and it's so good it's about a woman who crash lands she's trying out her new parachute equipment from her fancy company and she accidentally ends up in a tornado and lands in north korea and then she has to try and get back but she falls in love along the way anyway so my dad watches show then tells me about it i tell my friend Allie, she tells her Korean parents her Korean parents watch it we all started we all get into korean dramas and now i'm like First place I'm going after Quar is over is I'm going to Korea and I'm wow because I want to see all the places from my yes from a story from a story yes, from from a my story. yes. <laughs> yeah uh, that um, jealousy is real by the way the jealousy that you're you talking about because yeah. I so, some people I just saw like were like uh, on I just see on Twitter this is the thing that like bugs me about Twitter <laughs> if you have a thing to show people. Like, hi, this show I just made is, or this show I just wrote on is debuting next week. You should watch it. That's great. But uh, it irks me to the core when someone just uses social media to brag about something that they, like you, like the people that they're sending this missive to, they're not like whoever who their followers are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're missive. They're not saying like, wh- like you. Here's a thing you can watch. It's just like, hey, I just signed this deal, and it's like, great. <laughs> You guys, uh, I'm, I'm real happy that you put your signature on this piece of paper. <sighs> it's a nightmare. The, the, the Twitter deadline posts are, <laughs> I want to, I want to cry every time I, I see someone, I don't even want to someone I don't know, but the inevitable, like when your friend posts the, like, I've been sitting on this for a while now <laughs> and they post the deadline article <laughs> And I'm like, well, I guess I'm a failure because I've never been in a deadline article. <laughs> um, and also the other day I was like, you know what? I forgive myself for not being a huge movie star because guess what? I wasn't on the Mickey Mouse Club in, <laughs> when I was 12. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't a frigging child actor that had a head start in front of all of us. Um, but yeah, the deadline article. And also, I mean, this is more for, for writer... For TV writer Twitter is the like, 
just saw my name on t- like my first on-screen yes. credit for the yes. first time. There's all there's all these milestones. Like just got into my first writer's room. Oh, um, you post a fucking picture of your nameplate on that fucking piece of paper folded in half <laughs> and taped up on a wall. And I get you being proud of yourself. That's not it. Like, but there's something for me about putting it out in that way. And now maybe because we talk about this, right? Andy and I talk about this as people who we were in the hustle and I remember and I know how it hurts to see that stuff. So I never want to be the one posting it. Right. I do not post. I'm not going to post the pages of a contract I just signed. (laughs) I'm not going to like it's just like this is the thing that kills me where it's just like there is no first. If this was a meritocracy, I would understand being proud of these things. But it is a fucking (laughs) crapshoot. Right, right. It's like, who's my uncle? And it's like, yeah, if you're an article, uncle. tell me who your fucking uncle is. <laughs> tell me who your daddy is. And then I, maybe I'll be like, oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, okay. But, but like, if you, if literally, like, this was all about, like, yes, I earned this with my fucking hard work, my the sweat of my brow. I took the sweat of my brow. I fashioned it into ink, and I wrote this script. <laughs> yes, I add, and I, I created the script from my, I, when the ink ran, from my sweat ran out, I used my blood, and I created <laughs> this thing, then I sold it. And I made this this movie for you to watch. It, then I would be like, yes, be proud of that. But it's like, oh, yeah, uh, my parents paid for me to go to an Ivy League school. And then uh, uh, after, two minutes after graduating, I was writing on uh, Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is I have to give myself a break uh, like every day when I'm, when I'm on Twitter and be like, mm-hmm. You you are came from a poor family. You didn't have any inside contacts with the industry. Like I did this on my own. Right, I didn't have right. any. I wasn't on the Mickey Mouse Club. Like <laughs> I wanted to be on like, it too. It's okay. Those people, like right, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, great. Or, which one? No, Ryan yeah. Gosling, Gosling, yeah. Justin Timberlake, Christina, yeah. Brittany. It's like they all had a head start, and it like here's the other thing that I get crazy about when people are like my mentor you know my mentor judd apatow really <laughs> guided me and he's been there happy birthday I, happy birthday i've made it a policy on social media to like not do happy birthdays and not not do like so and so died i just can't yeah i can't yeah 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 Definitely. okay because there's a, a, also you just would be posting those dead ones all the time and i just like i can't and like happy birthday to my mentor i'm like it must be nice <laughs> to have a mentor or a stage mom hillary swank to be i was living in my car yeah but you also had your mom like helping you shuttling out. Like, you yeah none of us had any help we we're just like <laughs> but also then i also have to think of the the um you know the privilege i did have which was you know i i graduated from ucla but I also i went to a junior college i, I paid for it with <laughs> myself from working at a, the cd store at the camera <laughs> outlet mall and Wait, which, veterinarian's wh- office mopping and cleaning what cd um, store it was called music for a song huh <laughs> Music for a song. It wasn't even one of the at the outlet mall. It wasn't even like coconuts no, outlet. No, it wasn't like the warehouse. It right. was. It was like a weird, like, and we would let you listen to the CD. Like you could open them up, and then mm-hmm. I'd have to go in the back and like vacuum seal them back shut. Oh, wow. 
so weird. So you know um, the secret way to open a CD with the little when it has the little tape at the top that has the name and the barcode. You have to open it. This is a lost art, Naomi. Oh yeah, you, you have to you open pull, it from the bottom. You pull the little tabs, and you, so you can keep the sticker shut. Yes, but you pull the stab and you open it from the side. Yeah, a lost oh, art. Lost art of illegal CD opening. Music for um, a song. But yeah, so anyway, I do have a lot of jealousy issues, and I'm trying to work that through that publicly here on your podcast. Thank you so much. Well, trust me, you know I know I know exactly how you feel. I I live in jealousy. I was literally like any time a black female comedian of my time is out there my first thing is how come I didn't get the audition though you know what I mean like it's not even necessarily like I should necessarily have the job like how come I didn't get the audition okay why aren't I on the list when you're calling for sassy fun okay and then I yell and Andy's like Naomi don't and I was like if I can't yell in my house to you where can I yell Andrew What I have to do. It's, it's true. No, I should not do that. But <laughs> do you know what it is? It's here's the thing. No matter what, all of our this this jealousy will never go away. No matter what heights we attain. Yeah. There's always I would someone say, higher. I would say both uh Naomi, you and you, Tom, have like enviable careers from my position, right? Well, Tom, you do hashtag stay work, honey. You do ha- stay work. Just Fucking like the stage stuff- and screen, bitch. I in well, in the year 2020, well, well I worked. 20. Like, can you imagine if I post if I'd taken a pic of my um, of my guest star chair and like the sides to uh, NCIS New Orleans, um, and posted that on Twitter when I booked it earlier <laughs> this year, right before <laughs> quarantine? Like hashtag set life here I am. <laughs> um, no, I did not. I when it, when the episode aired, I put up some stuff that sure. I filmed to yeah, yeah, sure. promote it. You can point. Um, Point people and to watch. Even an though I thing. was, even though I, you know, did the crime and went to prison, I do have hopes that they'll have me back. <laughs> Maybe my character is needed for another crime, and they right. take me out of prison for that. And uh, <laughs> I will like, like talking about the hustle, like the auditions, and especially during quarantine and sending them into outer space via <laughs> self tape, and just never hearing anything, and then seeing the deadline articles of the person who got it. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, but like, I I worked for approximately. I have been employed four days, in in 2020 on the set of CSI New Orleans, and that job, I got because I have unsuccessfully over the past 20 years auditioned for all of the NCISs over and over. One of my first auditions was Susan Bluestein who cast the original recipe NCIS and she didn't even look up from the paper. She read me. It was a a purely a voiceover audition. Anyway, (laughs) I tweeted about it somehow. And my, one of my besties from college had a recurring on NCIS New Orleans. And it was some funny tweet about, uh, yeah, I failed another NCIS audition. And she sent that tweet to the writers And then she's like, you should really keep my friend Tom in mind for a part because he's tried so hard for so long. And then there was a part that I was right for. And she they sent my reel over and it had to get like approved by everyone, like by Scott Bakula. And I got to I got to the set and the director was like, I can't believe you're doing this part. Your reel is so amazing. You have such a body of work. We're so honored to have you here. And I was like, (laughs) <laughs> I was crying, crying, because like 
I tried so hard and then you just hand me this one. I went, how? how? But anyway, like, God bless it. Like, being handed apart like that. Uh, so it's like, none of it, it doesn't make sense. So I'm in a constant state of, state of anger uh, about all of it. And, um, but like, you just, oh, what you were saying about the jealousy, like, it never ends. Like, I've heard the stories about, like, Tom Hanks, somebody being at Tom Hanks' house for dinner and Tom Hanks being like, oh, Cruz got that role again. That's another one of my parts. So imagine Tom Hanks is jealous of not getting a gig to Tom Cruise because wow. they're in the same age range. But when I think about it, I'm like, well, you guys are such different parts. You're yeah. such different types. Yeah. And like you were saying to me about the like, ah, they didn't call me in for that part. Like, um, we have the same competition for the, the gay roles because Hollywood is still awful. And like, <laughs> once they know you're gay, only going to call you in for a gay part, even though like, well, there's plenty of parts that are just guy who works in office who has no sexuality. Could you call me in for that? No, <laughs> only got to only when it's sassy gay, uh, over uh, fashion designer. I, well, I did Instagram my way into that corner. Yes, she so did. Yes, she my, did. That's, that one's on me. That one's on me. Um, but you know, and I'm sure you can relate. Like, you're like, oh, this old stereotype again? Really, this trope we're going to? Really? But also, someone else is going to play that part, and I've worked approximately four days out of the year <laughs> on a New Orleans program <laughs> called NCIS, so I will, I'll do, you know, I'll do whatever. It's right. the, have you had the experience of when, I won't say what show it was, but it was uh, like a year and a half ago where I, ha I had the straight, producer and straight director being like yeah could you do it a little more like yes hey yeah can <laughs> like they really were looking for a certain level of yes. over the top gay <laughs> which does exist and i honor all forms i i i i don't fem shame anyone we all are on a different place in the spectrum of feminine masculine whatever our gender or sexual orientation is but it was just so enraging to have mm -hmm. the the straight people telling me how to do how to gay, be gay how to be gay yeah and i kind of <laughs> wanted to tell them like actually this role is borderline offensive anyway you're playing right. into a really old uh trope that like this is like this is some Paul Lind level, like <laughs> closet, like man who's straight but doesn't realize he's gay type of thing. I'm curious, have you had that experience of being directed like, hey, can you do it a little more? Well, you know, oh, sassy yes, I or. I've definitely had that less so now. People no longer use the word sassy, I think, because a bunch of us talk shit about them enough that they stop <laughs> using that word. But I definitely had an audition recently where it was like, do it more sitcom and what she wanted was more like punch on the attitude right like she wanted more like girl and I was trying to just be like girl you gotta you know and she wanted more girl and I was like oh okay sitcom can you do it more uh UPN more uh, urban uh, more, more they used to uh, they used to say more urban they used can to you say do it, uh, darker <laughs> what? Darker, what does that you? Mean? darker hue what does that mean I once got replaced on the Andy Richter had a, a 
show about being a detective and I got a guest star and, in the- Andy Richter PI, right? Y- or yeah. Andy, Andy, yeah. Andy something PI. And um, Barker. Uh, Andy Barker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a, just a guest star of like guy who works in the, I don't know, in the library downstairs or something. And it was maybe going to be a recurring. I was very excited. And I went to the, I had to go to the table read and I did the table read and it was like crickets. crickets. Oh, fuck. And like, I've done so much to get to that part. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. then I got the call, like you've been, they've kind of different direction oh. with the role. And, um, I, Months later, I was it was in the, the very first Transformers movie, and my friend Nicole, who was on Mad TV, uh, Nicole Johnson, she uh, she replaced me. Oh, <laughs> on the Andy Barker PI show, whatever. So like they and like she and she's a hilarious, gorgeous black woman, and just, like the story she had, we were comparing notes, and she was talking about like, oh yeah, like doing. And I was like, hey, at least we both got paid for booking that role because I still get residuals for the part I never played. But my wow. friend, she went on and it became like a recurring gig for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was hilarious and it, it all worked out in the end. But, you know, hearing her talk about that and like her experience, like we were on Transformers and you're dealing with Michael Bay and she's playing, I think, a TSA security agent. Oh, and like yeah. the code words that they would give her for like... So like they, they now no longer can say do more ur- urban do more sassy and it's the same thing with the gay stuff they can't say be more charles nelson to... riley yeah they, <laughs> they, they, they used to say like uh can you can you be more fey or can you be uh, more fabulous or more oh, over the top God. um and they used to say can you be more gay they can't say that anymore so now it's like i'm trying to think of the word that they like they they come up with new code words right. to try to get you to do the thing that they want you right. Right, to right, right, do. Right, right. Do they say bigger or be like, yeah, have more that. fun with it? Is yes. that the phrase? Fun yes. with it? Um, <laughs> and like, they'll put a physical description of the of the costume. They're like, uh, you know, uh, he's wearing a cravat. Like, they always try. <laughs> the number of shows they've tried to put me in a cravat in. And I, I have to be like, as a gay man, I'm here to tell you, we do not wear cravats anymore. Okay, that was bewitched, and we don't. It's just maybe a bow tie. Maybe we'll let you give me a bow tie. I don't know. We were in uh, driving through WeHo yesterday, and I saw cravats everywhere. Cravats everywhere. Well, those are those are actually masks just being worn around the neck because people are. Um, But it is weird that they still try. Because I, I think that what I want to say to them is like, no, I'll decide. It. I'm giving you what I'm, what I'm comfortable giving you as far yes, as like exactly. I know this character is gay, or same thing with the like the level of sass that they want from you. You're like, no, I'm gonna give you what I think is coming from a healthy place. What is essentially me, or maybe me times ten percent if it's a sitcom, because otherwise. It seems like it's coming from a, a, a place that's, I don't know, that's just not healthy because that that person that you're looking for actually exists, that person with a level of, uh, you know, sort of fabulousness or whatever you want to call it. Th- that person is out there who, right. like, 
right. exists in that all the time and you should be casting that person. Right. right. It's like it's want. it's the same yeah. version of like the male gaze. It's like the hetero gaze where they're like trying to yes. get like they're seeing you through that and it's only uh right. it's it has one um setting. Yeah. It's it, also it, like it, perform it, it for me. Perform yes, your perfor- identity for perform me. Perform your identity. <laughs> Give, like, yes. get, like it's like yes. I don't believe you're gay. Right now, I'm gonna need you to show me you're gay. <laughs> like that's what they want. It's like, or it's like, like I don't know. But at the same time, though, we can't deny that you know my wheelhouse is put upon and weary and yelling at white women. <laughs> so you know, it's like I see what you're doing. I see why you picked me. You know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it. Uh, but, yeah, but you're like, I don't want to lean into that all the time. I have range. I've got range. <laughs> I I feel like the. And also, like, I haven't had the experience of that note coming from a gay person right. or a queer person or LGBTQ person. So I, I might, if they were to be like, can you, uh, can you, you know, like, I would be like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you a little, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's usually coming from a straight white man. I don't yeah, know. Have yeah. you had, has that, the, the sass note come from a person of color ever or? No, God, no. God, no. They're not in charge. <laughs> Are you kidding me? but now tom here's a question though so you know we're talking about this journey for you and this you know the comparison despair that comes with being in this business something you've done 20 years i want to take a quick pivot before we answer people's relationship questions because oh my god i've I've hijacked your podcast about no god no made it about me and my problems and my anxieties that's that's what this is about a that's what this is about b we would have uh, we would have uh, slowly tried to push you into a different direction if we okay, didn't great. want to talk about this. Yeah, because I'm just thinking like because with that person, because I wonder like how has being in this business for 20 years or being as you know being anxious, being a little worried about you know yourself from time to time, meaning like when am I gonna work and all that kind of shit? How does that um, impact your relationships are you someone who tends to like find somebody and be like i'm gonna hold on to you because your stability or are you like stay away from me i'm on my journey like what is your i love you so much squeeze tight <laughs> um <laughs> i it definitely has impact like oh, also the relationship with the career like trying yeah. to now separate it from like i gotta separate this from because as a performer you're career is so much a part of your identity it's so hard to separate it and because we define success in our careers a certain way and as our worth as a human yes and it affects your (laughs) psyche so I, i mean i just thank god that i had i tend to date people that are not uh actors where do you find them Girl, what the hell? I <laughs> I on Grinder. Um, <laughs> my last. I'm trying to think. The last couple. Of, I da- I dated a doctor. He worked. He was a what? doctor at UCLA. Wow. His new boy. His new boyfriend is a casting director. Yay! I'm so happy for you <laughs> both. No, I actually I love them both, and um, <laughs> they're very. I'm, we're all we're all friends, and my other, my stepdaughter, well, my do- my other daughters live with their other father and their stepfather. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I I tend to also because of the jealousy issue. I I, I just it's hard to date another. I don't know. It's just yeah. hard to date another actor. Of I, course, like, I'm I'm friends with uh, Blake and oh god, why am I? 
blanking on my friend's name. Uh, they did the Blake the and gay, Ben. Blake and Ben. Yes, yes. yes. The, they did the Christmas movie where they're yes the gay Hallmark boyfriends. Christmas movie, gay lovers. Have I watched it? You're not ready. You can't. You're not I'm, ready. I right can't. Now. I'm not You're ready. ready. I'm not emotionally. In this place You're gonna watch it next Christmas. I know. I know. Also, what is what? Who? What is the audience for that movie? I don't think it's gay men because we, as a whole, we are not fan like we like our gay men fans of Adam Lambert. Not uh, it's mostly women that are hit like. Our gay well, men yeah, fans that's what of Hallmark me. is. Hallmark no, is it's for I, like moms to be like, my gay son's okay. Yeah, that movie is for moms to watch. As is my Instagram. Like, I don't, there's not a bunch of gay men that felt like, I don't know what it is, but we can't be happy for each other because we're like, I could do that. I'm funny too. Um, there's like a lot of, and you know, it's why gay men are more fans of fabulous women such as yourself. Naomi. That's um, so nice. I feel so not fabulous, but that's why I think all of my gay male fans are sensitive boys. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm not like giving you outfits and I don't walk in and just like eviscerate someone with a line. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that it's more like you want to talk about anime and I'll tell you why I'm mad at everybody. <laughs> I attract a very, a, I like it. I attract indoor boys is what I call them. <laughs> sensitive indoor boys. Uh, yeah. It's, it's so interesting. Like we're more likely to be fans of 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 you than of me because I don't know there's something about the gay experience we relate to I I could do a whole queer studies masters program on this but you know that we're like why we are attracted to uh women who are able to express themselves and be fabulous or be funny or be uh entertaining because I don't like, you know, the whole, it's the whole Judy Garland thing. It's like, it starts from that. It's like, we see ourselves in that woman because we're also, we also have inner shame and homophobia where we're not allowed to embrace our feminine side because we're told not to. So that's why we relate to and are fans of Britney Spears and all, mm-hmm, all that. Mm-hmm, you get you get it. You get I it. I know, I know. Except not Britney now, honey. Well, wait. Britney's Instagram now. I'm worried about her. Oh yeah. She... I want her to get out of her conservatorship. It's just ridiculous that her stupid dad is I know. controlling her. She also her. can't be like living in a hotel. Is she living in a hotel in Vegas or is she living no, in like a she's compound? In, she's like at her house in Calabasas. And oh. the, word, the word is that she's like, she's kind of on strike. She's like, yeah, I'm not going to perform to, like, I'm not going to do, because like she can't do anything. She can't spend any money. Right, she can't right. go to McDonald's. Like she can't see her kids without permission from or being watched by her, by her dad, dad like, yeah. the whole thing. My friend yeah. Tess Barker has a whole um, podcast about freeing Brit- Britney. So I, listeners, I recommend yeah. that. <laughs> um, wait, okay. So we're getting back to your question, Relations. which was. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I had one, one min, uh, uh, per- parenthetical question. Do you think that like, obviously society is still like, I don't know about overwhelmingly homophobic, but like, <laughs> let's just say it's uh, sewed into the fabric of the reality we live in. At the moment, uh, but it's lessened than from like at least see. I mean, I, it's not like I was ever the target, but like it feels from my side of things is lessened from like the eighties and the nineties. Yeah, do you think that that has um that has given it, it like let's say you're gay and growing up in the like aughts or something like that? Do you think that has given people permission to just feel their feminine side as opposed to have an avatar like Judy Garland or Naomi? <laughs> 
Judy Garland yeah. or Naomi. I, I like being in that company. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely I. I um, what you should know about me is I never read the whole article. I just sort of read the title <laughs> and skim it. But I was <laughs> I was in my therapist's office, and there was uh, I think it was in the Atlantic, maybe. And oh yeah, was, that was a long one. Yeah, I'm sure it was long. It was an article about like how in the 90s, like Will and Grace uh, and Queer as Folk, and then in the early aughts, uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy came out, and like we were like we were sort of promised, it's like oh my god, there's going to be like gay programming, and then those shows went away, and then like there was nothing. And then, like, here we are. This was, like, a couple years ago. Here we are. Those shows have now been rebooted, and they're kind of the only things back on again that are sort of <laughs> gay-themed. Now we've we've got Pose, and we do have Drag Race and all these shows. So it, it's coming ab- about more. But it was weird that this sort of, like, we kind of thought there was going to be a thing, and then it just kind of went away for a while. But also I think RuPaul talks about how that has to do with the political ups and downs and, like, why he went away after the nineties because it got more conservative again. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he could come back after that. Um, so I don't, yeah, it, yeah, it's certainly obviously now we're seeing more queer representation in, in shows and there are specific shows for that community that are, are like, you know, poses really giving you a whole look into that. So it's, it's definitely there, but it also feels like, on um, majority, it's it like at least gays. Like, well, we're still gay sidekick. There's not mm. really, yeah. Um, and that goes. That goes. That's for a lot of like any sort of minority group is c- could say that it's like yeah, like welcome to being uh, any person of color in the entertainment industry. We're we're f- they're fighting to be the leads. You know, yeah. Like, why is Sandra O oh, the only one of the few Asian leads of a television show right now. You right. Know, it's it's crazy. So like trying to get out of the the sidekick role, it, it's definitely it, there is a ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. The like, sidekick ghetto. Well, another so. reason I watch uh Sidekick Ghetto, oh my God. My new podcast. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh there on a lot of the European crime dramas, I've been watching a lot of like Swedish, Norwegian and Finnish ones. Like there's one, co- I think it's called Border Town. There's Border Town and Border Liner. I think it's Border Liner. And like the lead of the show, Detective, just happens to be gay and it's not ever addressed. Like make, makes out with his boyfriend in the first episode. And they like, like it's not right, a, even a right, thing. Right. And there's a lot of shows like that. And a lot of gay characters will be on these crime shows that I'm watching and it's never a thing. And it's so shocking and liberating to see that. So right. I feel like they're in Europe, they're maybe a little bit... Well, they also tend to have, like, that. more black people. I notice they have more interracial relationships in, like, yes. the UK shows. And also, mm-hmm. they have different body types. I'm always roasting. I'm like, this ugly man would never be the center of a show in America. But in the UK, they're like, Again. come here with your flat face and your missing I, teeth and Vera, just tell a story. She, she's, you know, she's, like, uh, over, she's 70. She's wearing her trench coat and her bucket hat solving <laughs> crimes. And she is shaped like a, like a, uh, like a gorgeous pomegranate. And <laughs> I... Like and she's over. She's over forty, and she's right. the lead of a television. That would never. And she's right. like a character actor. Isn't that also wild? That like either you're gorgeous or you're a character actor. <laughs> like, those are the two options. I know. Um, 
But sorry, I keep getting off the topic. No, about I, I just want to know back. about your love life and what's going on with you. My love life. Uh, so, and uh, how does it tend to go? You know what I mean. Obviously, in quarantine, honey, we're just all trying to stay alive. Oh, I love. Where'd back. you get that I'm from? Like, Where'd you get a cravat? It's my glasses white, but I'm using it like I'm on Bridgerton. And <laughs> well, also, by the way, wait, can I m- mention Bridgerton, which is so amazing that they're just like. Can I mention Bridgerton? They're just like, oh, hey, blind casting. We're not going to talk about it, and it's just going to be. Yeah. Queen Charlotte, she's a black woman. Yeah. There, oh, done. We love it. It's so, like, why is this? I mean, I think we, I'm assuming we have Hamilton to thank for this. But why is this the first TV show that it's just like, yeah, yeah, we're just not going to. Well, like, we should be casting all TV shows like high school theater productions. You know what I yes. mean? We started yes. in high school and then we let it go. And I say, nope, you started in high Let's take it all the way to the top. Okay? Yeah. Whoever's the best. Who's got the range? Who's yeah. got the range? The range. Uh, yeah, like, I think more, like, come on, period pieces. Just let's open it up. It shouldn't oh, be a bunch of white I people. worked on a show where they were literally like, can we have a black person? I was like, the show is set in Westchester. That's 20 minutes from Harlem. Yes, you can. <laughs> it was How like, dare they? They were like, do we need to account for this? I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, we should do a whole episode about how this black person got here. Exactly. Can we, can we do you have no, the budget to there. do an extra episode? We don't, we don't have to explain it. I remember my, one of my, um, I, I went to school for musical theater and uh, one of my besties from college, she, her first gig out of uh, college was uh, Footloose on Broadway and Ooh, she's Filipino Puerto Rican and she was playing the role of, uh, she was the understudy for Rusty, who's the one that sings, let's hear it for the band. Yes. And then she went on tour as the lead girl, as the lead white girl. And so her parents were uh, two white people and they just like, the the people in charge of the show were like, yeah, no, she's the best for this part, and she's gonna play. And she's gonna have two white. It's high school theater production yeah. casting, like blind yeah. casting, so to speak. And like, it wasn't a like they were just like, yeah, we're not gonna make it a thing. And I cannot believe that that didn't happen again. Like, why yeah. did it take till Hamilton, right, to allow <laughs> like, cause like got like, cause people are like, how how was how was that Puerto Rican girl how. Why are her two parents white? Is she adopts? Like, no, none of us are doing that backstory in our head. We're just watching. It's a right. play. It's a musical. People are dancing. It's not real. Why am I so angry? Um, going back to relationships, I, uh, yeah, I have to not be with a performer. Also, I like to hear about, um, I don't know. I just want to not, like when I complain to you about, uh, auditions like I don't want to hear your complaints about the same thing like, <laughs> also like I'm bored of my my world's not yes interesting to me anymore uh like I like I'm right. fascinated by the, you know my ex who was a doctor and hearing his uh he was a child psychiatrist and so like oh, wow. that to me was interesting oh my god yeah did you deal with like any future child killers yeah, any exactly. right, children who are future killers. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> children who are future hold on, killers. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, let's you're, you're parse right. that. I, I'm assuming yeah. he did. Um, and uh, like, uh, I don't know. Like to me, that I know. I just I'm interested in in something that's different from because also you know boyfriend twins is a thing. I don't know if you've what seen that. What do you mean? That. Oh, like oh. when they're like the same, like they like act. Yeah, when they look the exactly oh. alike, and it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, so you just. So you just love yourself so much that you just, you're just going to date. So, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> going to date yourself. I'm like, 
obviously, you know what? I don't like myself that much. Right. I need someone very different. Yes. Um, and it's, I mean, there was like a Tumblr for a while that was a boyfriend twins, I think. And it's usually like muscly white guys with beards and they just look and they have the yeah. same tattoos and the same body. Um, <laughs> and that's just not me. Like I have dated, uh, I'm, I'm not, I do not just date white men. I, I experience the um, world, the world. the world. I'm, I'm open to any and all p- humans. Your dating <laughs> life is like your TV life is like, the, it's like your Richard TV Tim. habits. Yes. yes. You want to go on a journey. You want to travel. I want to go on a journey. I don't need to b- date someone just like me. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's a healthy thing. And maybe that is me not, um, liking myself and <laughs> cries tears. Um, but <laughs> well, no, it's I go boring to, to date someone that's like you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's come on. Let's, I want different experiences. You got to shake um, things up. You need to be like, you have to be, you have to have enough. Like Naomi and I, we say certain things in unison. But we don't say everything. But I also think we say certain things in unison after 10 years, right? Like, well, I, like okay. so much of it is like a decade. And now it's like, God damn it, I'm you. Like, I will make some dumbass jokes. For 10 years? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost 11. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I admire you. I mean, what's that? Uh, I mean, what's that like? Obviously, you like very different backgrounds yeah. and childhoods and coming together, as I was talking, yeah. saying, you know, I want to be with someone who's different than me. So like, that's cool and everything. But then is there conflict in the, like, you don't know where I'm coming from. You can't know this because you didn't experience your, cause we're very different. Sometimes, but we've worked through that part by now. Yeah. But, oh yeah, there's definitely like, or there are times where not as much anymore, but there'll be times where Andy's like, why are you mad? Or why are you bring angry? And I'm like, Andy, if you don't know by now that that's just, I'm just a black girl and I'm going to talk like this. (laughs) <laughs> we got a problem. But, like, he knows now, but there were times where he'd be like, you know, you're mad at me. Or, like, he would think it was a bigger reaction than it actually was, you know, for me. And that's something I really bristle at because I do feel like so much of interacting with white people is, like, having to kind of soften the edges and let them know I'm joking and make sure they don't yeah. feel, like, attacked, you know? Yeah. And so if I'm, like, if I have to police myself in my own house, I'm like, oh, no, we have a problem. Right. But, but well, I'm from Pennsylvania where everyone's, like, emotional affect is, like, flat. And he calls it repressed. It's all about pretzels. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. <laughs> and pre- like you're allowed to show your anger if you're like throwing D batteries at uh, at the Eagles or the Phillies or something. But the Eagles like, is a sports it's, team, it's some not like, the animal. It's some like Ben Affleck uh, white people emotions. Like I got to repress it. Yes. It comes flying out. Wait, are you uh, Yin's from Pittsburgh? Where are you from? <laughs> Redding. But oh, yeah, he went but to school like, in Pittsburgh. I, I did go to. Yeah. Uh, but like, every, so you're allowed to show anger and that's it. And everything else is, you can feel it. Like I, I, I felt all the stuff. I just didn't uh, express it until therapy and, <laughs> uh, performing and all but that. But see, you're, but you're, uh, what I call, uh, an evolved straight man, not evolved, but like, <laughs> no, no, like, you're right. <laughs> I, like, Hey, straight man, we actually need you all to go to therapy because yeah yes. you don't you literally don't want to talk about anything so how <laughs> and also like when marriage story came out and he like hit the wall and people were like oh i'm like i don't 
I don't have, I do not need to watch your straight right. people emotions right now. Right. Like, oh, I'm so angry. Oh, <laughs> let me express it. I'm like, uh, you know what? The rest of us are like dealing with all the spectrum of the emotions yes. all the time. And like, oh, now you have this one that you think you can express. No, thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> so but let's start a foundation though, where we give adopt straight men. Yes. <laughs> adopt a white straight man. And you, uh, for like a year, you have that you for you just pay- one dollar a day, you can get this man ten therapy sessions this year. <laughs> you know, and you just give him you, the whole idea is just get him a ten session package, and we and then on weekends we take them to activities uh, in places that are different from where they live. You know, and just teach them little little activities. Like you're not allowed to play sports. We're gonna take you. <laughs> We're going to take you to the theater. Gonna We're going to go to ballet. We're going to go to a matinee. Ballet. We're going to go to be with our thoughts. We're going to feel our feelings. <laughs> We're going to sit quietly for one hour. I mean, I will say God bless having, I just remember when I called, um, uh, I mean, our the Screen Actors Guild health insurance thing is a whole nightmare right now, but I'm luckily have had it for many years and. I remember calling and I was like, hi, Zach, it, it's me, Tom. Um, <laughs> I am looking for a, uh, a, ther- a therapist that could, um, could deal with the problems of, well, the, uh, the people of the community in community of West Hollywood, someone who could handle <laughs> the uh, specific problems that, that the, a citizen of West Hollywood <laughs> might be dealing with. And the woman on the end of the she's like, so are you looking for a gay therapist? I'm like, yes, 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 I am. Yes, I am. I would like to talk to a gay therapist. And uh, she gave me my therapist, and I've been, been, that was, I think, I don't, 20, it's like maybe 15, 16 years ago. So I've been with the same wow. guy for, so it's weird to like, you guys have been in a relationship for 10 years with each other, and like, I, the maximum relationship I've had is with my therapist for that long. So it is weird to, um, but thank God. And like every time, I just want to scream from the rooftop, like get yourself a therapist. If you have insurance, it's a simple copay of $20. If not, you can go to the Maple Center and they'll do it. Uh, you that's, know, yes. that's me. That's where and I go. And Maple. Yes. Sliding you know, scale. Affordable sliding scale, et cetera. Um, so yeah, I just wish more people would do. I wish there wasn't such uh shame and um just all the stuff that goes all the baggage right i know yeah i know it's really not i know especially because it's like to me there's nothing better than somebody paid to listen to me you know what i'm saying i need someone who is going to listen to me go down this rabbit hole and then tell me how to fix it i amen amen i also asked my therapist recently i'm like do you think i'm like i i asked for gay therapist because i wanted someone who um I know could understand my experience and where I was coming from. Like, are, I'm like, I'm assuming, because uh, I was posting uh, there about uh, mental health services for for Black women here in Los Angeles on Twitter, and because uh, people were asking, so I asked my therapist if he had any recommendations. So he gave me a few, and I was like, yeah, like, do if I was a Black woman, I would want to go to a female Black therapist so that she would know where I was coming from. And I'm like, but part of your training is to be able to talk to all people, right? But also, I don't know if I would want to go to you if, if I were a black woman. I would want to. So I don't know. Like, do we need 
that common experience from a therapist and i don't know i'm just putting that out there what are your thoughts well see i think though like for instance our couples therapist is a guy and he's like the best he's he gets both but also i think what i like about him he's a guy who's worked in a lot of different like fields he understands you know we can have a real conversation about race and he is going to come down on the right side because of his experiences yeah. working and i think the way a lot of therapy can work especially if you're not in a major city and even L.A., because L.A. is so spread out, it really does feel like there's like a black area of Los Angeles, you know, as opposed to New York where everyone's kind of mixing. But the thing is, so many therapists, so many doctors and everything, they can only see whoever walks in their door, right? Whoever's in the neighborhood of their hospital yeah. or their school or anything else. And it's like you can literally go your whole career and not really engage with somebody who is, you know, not a different socioeconomic bracket, you know, right? Like. I don't know. Yeah, I just think in that way, it's like, no, you you can be trained to talk to whoever, but if you only talk to one kind of person, you're not going to know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the socioeconomic. I think, that also, like, I'm, I'm, I was just thinking earlier about, like, how all of us um, come from uh, socio... Like, a lot of people in this business are, well, like, are born wealthy and yeah. then yeah. into this business. And the three of us can't... Like, I'm, I came from pretty solid middle-class background mm -hmm. and Naomi yeah. same yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom I think you said something about like yeah working, working class or your and parents, Wikipedia your said teachers. they were teachers yeah. Wikipedia said yeah. they were teachers we were I didn't know we were poor but we were poor uh, <laughs> but yeah I guess middle class yeah. uh and yeah and it is weird that the people that are successful already just have that also like to be Julia Louis-Dreyfus and be like, well, I don't need this job because I come from money. Well, that's how you have fun with an audition when you don't yeah. really need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get to walk in there and just goof it up because you're like, well, all right. Doesn't my bill's getting paid either way. And then they're like, we love how confident you were. And it's like, yeah, because I wasn't desperate. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Be, like, or to be Tony in. Goldwyn or to be, uh, <laughs> what's his name? The lead of uh, Tenet. And like, I read an article about how he was like, yeah, I kept it a secret for a long time that you know who my dad was and like I'll, I, I don't know like it just it just blows my mind like yeah but they had such a head start because the parents are giving them the appointments and the uh, when you say Goldwyn you mean like uh, MGM yeah yeah Tony Goldwyn yeah. of Metro Goldwyn Mayor the guy from Scandal his family Scandal and his Ghost fam. walking yeah. around here with no eyebrows and thriving okay and that is that is the privilege that is the privilege all right that seems like a nice place to take a break and we'll be right back to answer your advice questions. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely $0, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds, and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. And we're back. Hello, everyone. We're here with Tom Lank. We have gotten into it. We have gotten under it, over it, and we are working through it. Now, Tom, we're going to be answering a couple relationship cues. Do you feel ready? Do you feel emotionally open? I feel open. I've, I've blathered on about all of my issues so i'm now ready to tackle other people's issues yes yes exactly now we get advice questions uh from uh, uh dms on instagram on twitter but we love your voicemails naomi what is that phone number three two three five two four seven eight three nine baby call us up when we can hear your voice we know where you're at emotionally yes and that's what i like the most it lets us know how to help you help yourself so, we're gonna start with one of those Hey, y'all. This is uh, a fan living in the South. Um, I have a question about my duplex neighbor and how to interact with her. So she's super sweet. She's really handy. She has all these saws and stuff in her basement that come in handy that she's very generous with. Um, We've worked on some projects together around our duplex and in our yard. She's so nice. And... She doesn't stop talking, and I don't know. I don't know how to uh, how to not dread interactions with her. <laughs> um, she knows she talks a lot. Other people have told her that in the past, so that makes me even more loath to bring it up to her because I want her to feel like I want to spend time with her. Um, I'm just wondering if y'all have ever had. This kind of situation and like how how can I set like conversation boundaries with her or like like teach her how to like have a back and forth conversation? <laughs> uh, would love your advice. Thank you. Did you play this one on purpose because I talk too much? <laughs> <laughs> These were all chosen. I'll These say this all, all chosen <laughs> this morning. But I also feel like it's funny, though, because I do feel like I'm like, I'm always worried that I'm that person. Like, I'm worried that I am the person that someone's like, she will oh, yeah, not me too. shut up. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> so when I hear this, I'm like, oh, no. But at first, I, first of all, can we just talk about the fact that she has a lot of saws and is generous <laughs> with her saws? Okay, I, she's thought she was, I thought she was going in a different direction with I was like. <laughs> Well, not all lesbians have a lot of hardware, so we can't stereotype people. Um, I, wow. Wow. This one's a hard, this is hard. Yeah. This is a hard one. 
I just think about like experiences on first dates. Um, obviously, I like to talk and I can do so. And there is something like when pe some people just don't either with people are just like, don't like either you have to do all the talking, you know, and you're like asking them questions. You're like, I hope they ask me a question at some point so that we can engage. Nope. I am just doing all mm -hmm. the heavy lifting of this mm -hmm. conversation, but that's fine because I will take care of people because that's my issue. Cause I feel like I'm an odd on an audition at all times. Um, <laughs> but oh, when the other person won't shut up, it's, oh, I don't know what to, yeah, how do you create how do you create boundaries in the Well, here's the thing, right? Cuz my other thing is like is she a fun like funny person? Is she a sensitive person? Cuz like yeah. is there a way to kind of joke? And like cuz you know how sometimes um you know how it took me with you and me. I it took a while. You were always like Jewish people interrupt. Or it's like I come from a family of interrupters. And yes. it's like that's how you communicate. And I'm like And is, also my brain is broken. And if I have a thought and I don't express it it just flits away so you have to say it immediately but my thing is like you got to interrupt this woman like and when you guys are talking like because I can just to me at least yes. just over the phone I can tell that you're like a chill person a measured person you know you're not coming in hot like even yeah. when you're like how do I set a conversation boundary like it's like as opposed to being like how do I tell this bitch to shut up <laughs> and so you're already like mellow so I think because you do like to do stuff with her, it's not like she sucks. You got to maybe take the reins conversationally so that she doesn't plow through you. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you're, she, you're, uh, she, you're right. She does sound like a very thoughtful. I mean, it's a very considerate question that she's asking. Um, I think also if the woman's been told that she does talk a lot, yeah, she knows. Um, and I think there's a lighthearted way to go about it. And let's, pre let's pre pretend her name is Ange. And I would just be like, Ange, I'm, I'm, I'm diving in the convo here. I'm steering it. I'm, okay, uh, okay, enough about the banana bread. We need to talk <laughs> about our hot new neighbor. Can we talk about that? Like you're right. Yeah. Steer, steer it. And actually, and don't worry about hurting that person's feelings because I think someone who does talk that much isn't thinking about, other people's feelings as much as you are. They're not being right. as thoughtful. Therefore, uh, take away some of your thoughts. I like to give myself that advice all the time. It's like, I have too many thoughts. That's what the anxiety is. is I have too many <laughs> thoughts about everything. Yeah. Can I be one of those people who just doesn't have thoughts about it? Yeah. And like, don't, if you don't feel like if, if you cannot feel bad hurting her feeling, like she's not going to get her feelings hurt if you talk over her. Right. Right. Yes. Have also, if you are going to steer the conversation, ha now, Naomi, when you do this, when you go into things and you have a set list, like, all right, we're going to dinner with my parents and I'm going to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like, come on, that's a little too much. But in this case, I would say if you're going to hang out with Ange, have a set list of things you want to uh, that you are going to steer the conversation where you're like, Ange, Ange, enough with the. With the zucchini bread. <laughs> Different bread. Okay. Yeah, bread. She's into breads. Ange's into breads. Ange's uh -huh. into breads. And that's all she... <laughs> also, tools. can I... Tools and bread. As a parenthetical here, can I just say, is she, is she boring? If if Ange is, like, entertaining, and you just want to, like, also... Uh, you also just want to interject, I would say. Um, like, if, if, if she's boring, then stop hanging out with her. 
If you find like I yeah, don't care how many projects. saws I don't care how many saws a person has. If they're boring, <laughs> I don't want to hang out with them. All right. So you have a miter saw. So you have a jigsaw. <laughs> so you have a band saw. I don't care if you're a boring person. But if this is like entertaining, then keep hanging out with Ange. Yeah, <laughs> if she's like you know how people like tell stories and there's no there's no arc to their stories yeah, and yeah, it goes course. anywhere. Like that that's hard. And in that case, I'd say like establish the parameters when you go in. If you're gonna like, I want to say hi to her and talk about tools. I'd be like, hey, Ange, I got 15 minutes. Let's chat. Yes. Like, yes. So you know, okay, like, time limit, time limit, and then so to end this parenthetical, end parentheses, go with the set list. Have a bunch of topics mm-hmm. that you want to push into the conversation with. Because if you're just gonna push, if you're just gonna burst the bubble, and then it's just like, um. So the the um the grain on this uh, two by four looks pretty good, and you're like grasping for something. Right. That's not going to help. You need some real topics. You need to talk about how hot the guys on Bridgerton are. How it disgusts yes. you how hot <laughs> the guys on Bridgerton are. But then what if here's my other thing? Here's my other thing. Like when you're doing acti- like um you know working outside or working in the yard and stuff. You guys are doing honey. You got a boombox? Let's get some music going. Oh, hell okay? yes. Yeah. Let's crank it up and Ange oh, can just co-sign. be quiet for like an hour. Because there is something sometimes when you are working, when you're doing, I don't know about you guys, like back when I used to do chores, putting on some music <laughs> is like fun. It like when gets was you that? Do- <laughs> when was that? Uh, 1998. Um, but like it gives you, you know, like something to do and like play some music in that way too. Because when you have to yell over somebody, you have to, or like music or anything, it forces you to kind of think, is this worth yelling over? Is yes. this worth repeating three times? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Because there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, you didn't hear me? Actually, wasn't worth saying again. <laughs> I will take your note about playing music, and I'm going to go one step further, which is I used to, back when I went to the gym in the before times, I, uh, well, I normally, I have to take a class because otherwise I don't get anything done. But before that, I was going to crunch and like trying to whatever, <laughs> lift the weights, do the become become a muscle queen. <laughs> but I would put my earphones in, plug it into my phone with nothing playing. Ooh, just to avoid. Spark. Just to avoid. And also I felt for some reason I felt weird just like working out without earphones because everyone else has has their music playing and like People would stare at me knowing that, is that man just with his thoughts right now? (laughs) But it made me feel comfortable. And also like, because I also, I drive around in silence. Like I don't play music in the car. Really? I I just enjoy, I get a lot of like thinking and creative work done while I'm driving for some reason. In in this godforsaken town? (laughs) Driving here is so scary and stressful. I know. But for me, I'm just like, hey, I've created a quiet meditative space. Um, so the earphones thing can really be, regardless of if you're playing music or not, or you're like, you'd be like, oh, I got a call coming in. I gotta, yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> so you can talk a little bit and then you're like, oh, yeah, I got to go. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think those, I think those are your options. I think it's like coming in there and being like, Edge, do you want to hear what I have to say? And just really mess with her, bring it in some music and then putting in earbuds with nothing playing just to tell her to not talk. Or yeah. play a podcast on this boombox. That's true. This podcast, for instance, about yes, someone she, talking I, too much. The next I really think what, her, yeah. play this episode. Play this advice for her. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you're, but really the humor is, is such a good way to be like, eh, like what you just did. Yeah. You're just like, and you're not, 
you won't stop. I'm diving in here. Like, yeah. I think she'll appreciate that. Like, if you call her out in a fun, funny way, making it known that, like, you don't, you're, you're not mad at her. You're feeling right, right, hurt. Right. You just want to yeah. have a give and take. That's your boundary. All right. Blessings All right. to you. Let us know how it goes with Ange. All right. Let's tackle this one. This comes to us anonymous. Ooh, I love what it's anonymous. From a uh, Instagram direct message. Hi, Naomi and Andy. Absolutely love this show. <laughs> and you two are getting me through Quar for sure. Yay. I would leave a voicemail since I know you prefer that, but I hate the sound of my voice. So here we are. Okay. Oh, I understand. I understand. I feel you. I hate mine <laughs> as well. Hmm. I have been going through a severe bout of the Great Depression, capital G, capital D, and I know my partner has been dealing with it all. He's been supportive and understanding. However, along with my depression, I know I have deep-seated insecurities, and I mean deep. Whew. He has he has a coworker who messages him in a work group chat a bit too much for my liking and has now twice mailed him candy. He has a huge sweet tooth. I don't know much about her other than she works. Naomi is giving a uh, look. What? Uh, I don't know much about her other than she works out of their Seattle branch, and we live in Portland, Oregon. Okay. She has kids and is possibly married. Oh, Lord. I am super uncomfortable with her doing this, and I think it stems from the fact that I am not being attentive to him and not making him feel as loved as he should. Mm. I don't like it, but am I overreacting? Is this not a big deal? Her mailing him things. Anyway, I think I have reached the limit on this message, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you both so much. I love hearing how you both interact with one another, as my partner and I are also in an interracial relationship, and it can sometimes be hard navigating things when we have two wildly different perspectives. But it brings me such joy to listen to the both of you. Love, 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 Anonymous. Interesting. You well, you know, I literally somebody we were on we do a Twitch show, Tom, every Wednesday, and somebody in the Twitch was like, Andy, your hair's looking good. You look cute today. And I literally was like, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm totally with Anonymous right now, because I'll be like, listen, I am hard to love and I have found him. Don't you come up in here <laughs> taking his ass away. <laughs> I am hard to love and I found him. <laughs> I look forward to saying those words out loud one day. <laughs> um, but I know that feeling though. Like, have you, okay, yeah. So have you, Tom, ever been in a relation where, you know, your partner had like a, a flirty friend or anything? Oh, listen to this story. I, this is the relationship that sent me to therapy. I was in a, de I was in a great depression after this breakup. Um, and... I, okay, well, this is, I went, I went a little crazy. This is what sent me into, that's why I made the call to the therapist was because I had, uh, I couldn't handle the, I couldn't get out of the depression from the breakup. And I went, I knew he was out of town somewhere and I went on Craigslist and put like a Craigslist ad sort of set a trap and he responded to it. And then I talked to him as a whole other person. And then he, I asked him questions about me and it, <gasps> all ended with I, the question of me going, um, so this actor guy that you dated, was was he hot? <laughs> question mark. And the response was, mm, cute, not hot. Cries tears. <laughs> Devastated. Called SAG the next day. Give me a therapy. So uh, I, I reverse catfished myself, and it was not a good thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I acknowledge that that was not a – 
Right. You Not a well. wise decision. Yeah. But yeah. what another thing that set me off was that I did a show and he came to the show that maybe Craigslist was not a good thing. And somebody forwarded me a Craigslist ad that said, Hey, I saw you at Tom Link's show. I think your name is dot, dot, dot. Um, hit me up. I thought you were really hot. And it was about my boyfriend at the time. And my friend sent me the Craigslist ad. And then I was like, what do I do with this information? I'm so livid. Like, <laughs> also, like, how dare you not put the Craigslist ad up about me? You should be <laughs> wanting me. So I do think there's a lot of issues around it because, like, sometimes it is nice to know that other people find your spouse attractive and, and that, like, the flirting, that sort of jealous energy can be fun in a way because it lets you know like, oh, other people still find this person hot. I should too. And but there's also jealousy that you're not getting that mm -hmm. secret admirer attention. I mean, in the middle of a pandemic to mail somebody anything is extra labor. Okay. For you to be fucking mailing Werther's Originals to somebody <laughs> else's man in the middle of a pandemic is I a do, lot. It does seem inappropriate, doesn't it? Well, okay. Let me throw this at you guys. First of all, it depends on what the candy is, <laughs> right? Because Werther's Originals is like a, is grandmotherly. So I would, I, you have to read into the candy. If she's sending him like Mr. Good Bars or she's sending him um, gummy Coke bottles. Well, no, that's, that's again, that's childlike. So that's if, not, if that's it's my counts. favorite. If it's if elderly it's like a legit or childlike. C's candy, like C's arrangement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Of various dark and milk chocolates um, <laughs> and nougat. Uh, yeah. I, that to me seems inappropriate and weirdly romantic. Yes. Or, if it's if it's like a uh, crunch bar or Skittles, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, if it's like a nerd's rope or uh... <laughs> Yeah, what if it's just an envelope of loose Skittles? <laughs> <laughs> I think if it's a sugar-based candy, it's fine. But if it gets anywhere near chocolate or a yeah. creamy type of yeah. dessert. Yeah. But but you guys, let's also go back though. Part of why she's anxious, because I noticed, I know, is because she's feeling like because I'm depressed, I'm not giving my partner some loving, and I'm mm. and I don't mean loving like necessarily physically, but you know, the love and attention and stuff. That reassuring backpack. Yes, the reassurance that I'm concerned that this person flirting will take him away. Well, see now that part you have control over, meaning you know. Um, I understand feeling depressed. My God, you know, you say the Great Depression. I call it depression mode. I fully understand <laughs> what it is to be like, I can't. But, you know, if you love your partner, then spending time together should help you when, and sometimes, you know, being like, let's go take a walk or let's go do something, you know. Um, or also, like, just last night, I was talking to Andy at the end of the night where I was like, hun, you know, I just want to tell you, like, I see everything you're doing and I appreciate you and, like, I love you for that and I'm sorry that, you know, if I'm not having a reaction that you like or, like, if my reaction isn't effusive enough, it is not a reflection on you. It's, like, because I'm on my bullshit. You know what I mean? It's, like, I'm seeing you even if I'm not reacting in the way you want me to react. Um, and so, for instance, when I said that, did that feel better or did it, like, resonate at all? It didn't. I, I really appreciated you saying that. It didn't. But I know, but like, again, we're like so far into our relationship at this point. We're like, I kind of know that stuff. Yeah, it is. But I'll say this. It was really, it was really nice to hear it. So I think maybe vocalizing. Right. Like if that's I, this person's feeling, 
You, you know? guys are in an advanced place in your relationship because you have healthy communication. You've both been to therapy. And uh, I just feel like that it's the key. What I want to ask uh, the, the writer is like, have, have you gone to therapy? Has your partner? And have you gone together? And I may be over-prescribing therapy here, but it's it's basically, it's like, hi, here, here are the tools that no one ever gave us on mm -hmm. how to be an yeah. adult, mm -hmm. how to feel your feelings, and how to talk to someone that you're in a meaningful romantic relationship with. Yeah. And we don't all have those skills. I feel like she needs to communicate to her partner and like first call it out, acknowledge the depression. Yeah. Let him know what you're going through and just be honest. Like I'm like, I'm having a weird jealous, I'm in a depressed place. I'm having a weird jealous reaction to yeah. your relationship and I trust you. And I, I know it feels nice to be receive this type of attention right. from other people. To get treats. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you feel comfortable maybe letting her know that it makes your partner feel bad or, or something. Like, no, I wouldn't see. No, don't get her involved. This random person with the candy, just oh. more like <laughs> candy lady, candy lady, but just more like, you know, if she was to send candy, it's like, okay, but it's true. It's like, how much of the group chat are you doing? I think it's about you strengthening your relationship and just like finding stuff to do together or you go get him a little candy. Literal candy. Again, I'm not talking about euphemisms. You know I'm sex negative. But I'm saying, you know, you can get him a treat or something. But also like Yeah, why not why not get him a bunch of Jolly Ranchers? Get him a get him loose Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> Fill the bed with Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so here's so you know how like in uh, all those move like romantic uh, movies they they always put like a rose, a rose petals, petals on yeah. the bed. Instead, open up a, a a sack of Jolly Ranchers. Yep. Open, like, take them out of their wrappers individually and sprinkle them on sprinkle them in the on boudoir. The bed. Okay, and just like, or take she's boudoir gotta go photos where you're covered in like in a tub of Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> now that's sick. Oh, I know, I know. In high school, <laughs> my best friend asked me to the backwards homecoming dance by making me a poster using all different kinds of candy, and it was like, hey, uh, um, hey there, little Skittle, you're. <laughs> Uh, I think you're a real uh, babe. I don't know. Now I can't babe Ruth. You're a real, yeah, like you're a babe, babe Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. Um, like I want to spend a hundred grand yeah. on and our night. I may be just a nerd, but um, you make me laughy taffy. Uh, so do, <laughs> oh, candy gram. That's what they're called. Do you make them a big candy gram and then stand behind it naked? Yep. Or also, <laughs> you could pretend that someone, you could make up a fake person that's like sending you attention or things. <laughs> Wait, no, don't, 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 don't do that. That's that what they would do on Bridgerton. Literally, that's what they're doing on Bridgerton right now. Don't, uh, don't catfish your partner. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. Don't, because you're not going to find anything good. You're not yeah, going to get I'm, anything good. And it's like, the fact is like, you know, and also just don't be hard on yourself for being depressed. We're in a fucking pandemic and we're yeah. in the house and we can't really engage. And if you have a propens a predisposition to depression, it's the worst. I mean, you heard if you heard this episode, you know your girl was in bed till one thirty. So it's like I get it, okay? And so <laughs> you can't be like mad at yourself. But oh, but other things too, like what you were saying too before talking about like therapy. I think it's important too because I mean, for instance, we have had therapy sessions, Andy, about my depression. Yes. Because what you get in those sessions is you get the ability to have a conversation about like how it's impacting you. And then we get this third person to kind of talk about 
how we can both be taking care of ourselves in this moment. Cause that is the hard part because like yeah. when you feel shitty, well, like when your partner feels shitty, you don't want to make them feel guilty for being depressed. So then you hold it in, right? You don't say anything cause you don't want to make them feel bad. But then you start to build up a resentment because now you're not getting to feel your feelings. Yes. And it's kind of, and you know, depression can really take over a space, especially then when you are in that space 24 hours a day and don't get to go anywhere. <laughs> so it can really take over the hum. Well, also, if you do go to therapy, they can also assess if you, if they're a psychiatrist or yeah, you need a, a little wabutrin, baby, a little wabutrin. They, they may refer you to a psychiatrist where you get a. Um, believe me, my ex made sure I knew the difference between psychiatrist and psychologist. They're yes. different. He's a medical doctor. A medical he went doctor. To medical school. I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was in therapy for, you know. Maybe it was like 12 years before I was like, um, I think I want to, I've been like, you know, I've, I've had guilt and shame about saying maybe I want to go on medication because it seems like a bandaid and I should be doing the work. But he was like, no, no, why don't you go talk? And I think, oh, it was actually the insurance was like, you need to go have a medical, oh, see yeah. if you need medicine. And so I did. And I got a, just a sensible little prescription. Yeah. And it made a world of difference. Yeah. And like the anxieties are still there. Like the vo the voices are still there, but it's like, it's like when you hear a party next door, it's like that sort of muffled <laughs> sound yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the party and you can mm -hmm. hear it. It's like, oh, it's sort of comforting because I can still hear it just loudly <laughs> enough to know it's there that I still have the fuel to create whatever <laughs> madness this is. But I, I just, it doesn't have the same power over me that it used to. So I will say like, it's totally reasonable to say like, yeah, I do want to maybe explore getting, um, you know, a prescription because it does help. Like you may be, uh, you know, it may be a chemical deficiency in your brain and you, and you want to yeah. deal with that, whether it's permanent or whether it's a temporary thing to help you during a horrible time. Now, also, I've just been giving everyone a break. You didn't text me back. I don't care. We're in a pandemic. We're all dealing with it differently. It's fine. Know, don't I text know. me. It's fine. I know. I know. Honestly, it's like we're all, when I say we're all doing our best. Okay. Every damn day we're doing our best. And I said, my one goal every day is just don't get the cocoa. So anytime <laughs> I don't get the cocoa, I go, you did it. You did it today. You did great today. Except for so, when I get a headache late at night. I'm like, well, I got it. <laughs> oh, any little, yes, any little thing. I'm like, I, I start retracing my, like my, sinus, my throat's sinus. a little scratchy and I'm like, what did I do? Where did I go? What happened? What did I touch outside? And then I drink a glass of water and I was like, oh, I needed to drink a glass of water. Okay. I see. I see. Well, also it's scary. Like, uh, uh, Angela Kinsey, I saw on Instagram, like her kids got it. And she's like, I don't know how, because we haven't gone anywhere and we're following all the rules. And I've been as like a, you know, like a mid-level hypochondriac. I've yeah. just been like, I'm shut. I am a yes. shut-in. Yes. Uh, yes. So it, it's just like, yeah, just getting through the day uh, and and not being ill uh, is is a triumph of itself. So just. Yeah. <laughs> what if her kids that. went to like Narnia and they got it there? Like they went, they opened up like their wardrobe. Yeah, they yeah. went through the cupboard. And they found a portal, and but uh, it's Coco's raging out of control in Middle Earth, and so. <laughs> what if that's where it came from? Like it's not science. Like maybe people, maybe Florida's right. It's not science. It's it's literary <laughs> young adult fiction to be blamed. There's magical realms that are bringing in 
the COVID. Yes, his dark materials. <laughs> Philip Pullman is bringing in the cocoa from from Lyra's dimension. Uh, oh my God, how dare you drop a Lyra? <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch that on HBO? I yeah, I read I, I read the books and uh, and I'm watching it. I, I got into sucked it. into I know, it. I didn't and watch I it. watched it. Um, I I didn't. I think I enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, I watched the whole thing. I just wanted to know how it. Did you watch The Witcher? Why did that make me think of The Witcher? I actually did. He watches all. I of thought it, it was. I I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was enjoyable. Oh, it's trash, and I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> His wig is terrible. That wig should be arrested. But I couldn't stop watching it. Also, maybe that's the answer: is to get yourself. Um, Find a show that arouses the two of you. Yes, Bridgerton. Um, Bridgerton. Maybe Bridgerton is the answer to your to your query. You said um, you're in an interracial relationship. Bridgerton could do a lot for you guys. Yeah. Watch a little Bridgerton and then be like, give me your phone. And then delete that woman's number. <laughs> and then that's all solved. Tom... Thank you Don't so break much. into his email. Don't be like me and break. <laughs> Don't break into Don't his email. Don't reverse catfish yourself. Don't I, break into his email. The big thing I learned from that whole dark his Your dark, dark materials, materials. <laughs> of my life uh, was never pick up like you don't want to like hurt your feelings by seeing getting jealous from a text from somebody. Don't look at their phone cuz we're probably all getting we all have people that are texting us from past relationships that are like, you up, question mark. Or, you know, I don't know. Like, it's not I my don't. business. I don't. I don't. But I that's don't. because I I'm leave not. enemies. But, <laughs> so perhaps that is what it is. What do we got here? Uh, Andrew. Yep. No. I, dad and mom. That's good. Josh. Friends. Adam, friends. Jeff, all his friends. Sister, mom, me. Aaron. Oh, Paul. that's a question. Do you guys have like a unlocked phone policy with each other like i know the password to. we know our codes yeah she could I we don't, don't go into I, them yeah i don't like i have i have no like impulse to you can see i sent see joe firestone some emojis don't be trust- sending a woman an emoji <laughs> <laughs> but there's it's like trust and funny. respect so you it's the there's there's uh, you've left the Avail, like here, I I trust yes. and respect you. You here's my password. Also, it's a good safety thing in case you know I have an aneurysm or exactly a exactly or but, something. You need to get my records off my phone or whatever. <laughs> but I also just tell him like you know because I watch a lot of true crime, a lot of murder shows, and so I'm always like Andrew. The moment you're done with me, just leave me, okay? Don't, I don't murder want you. me. Yeah, I'm Do like, don't kill me for insurance. Me. You don't need to get rid of me to go be with someone else. I go, just leave me. I like to tell him that very often. And so I think... <laughs> One of the biggest arguments with my ex, the doctor, was I said, if you want to break, please, can you please promise me that you will never kill me? And he's, his <laughs> response was always the same thing. He's like... I can't make that promise because I don't know what you're going to do. I'm like, you might try to kill me. I'm like, but I'm never going to kill. I promise to never kill you. It, please never kill me. If you want to break up, just break up. Mm-hmm. Don't, if you think you're going to get to the place that you want to kill me, don't kill me. Just break up. Yeah. But he could never give me the promise that he wouldn't kill me. And that was very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, Tom, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a true delight. It really was. We knew was this was going to be honor fun and a pleasure and feel, 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 
feel free to delete anything that was rambly <laughs> and went over time and nope. uh, that bored you. Nope, There's a, this is a podcast. There's no time limits. It's all and forever. that's the issue with podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth, baby boy? Let me tell you something about podcasts. <laughs> and we'll see you all next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.